for the first time in the Cade Cunningham era, welcome to Emotown. So I'm recording this as I'm watching game number eight here against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. This is uh, the second game against Philly this season, kind of the third going back to the preseason. So getting really familiar with, uh, with this squad, uh, with, <laughs> without Ben Simmons, without getting into all that drama. Uh, the first quarter of this game so far has been probably the most entertaining quarter of basketball for, uh, for, for a Pistons fan so far this season, uh, as a lot of the things that maybe we've all been hoping for are kind of happening right now. Not everything, mind you, that we've been hoping for, but a lot of the things we've been hoping for are happening right now. Killian Hayes, for the last, I want to say three, this would be the third game now, but maybe it's just the second He's been getting more aggressive. It hasn't always worked out for him, but he's been, been getting more aggressive. He's been looking a bit more confident with his uh, with his three-point like catch-and-shoot jump shot. He's been looking a little bit more confident the past few games. And so far in the first quarter, he's played pretty well. Uh, he's played really well defensively. I don't think that's ever really going to be a problem with him, but with all the criticism that he gets it's good to point out the things that he does consistently do well and he does consistently play defense in a way that uh not is not necessarily mistake free or anything like that but certainly affects the game on a regular basis but he's also gotten very aggressive as far as getting close to the basket had a nice little floater go had a nice little catch and shoot three-pointer go uh he's made Good decisions with the basketball uh, more times than not so far. Um, did have a pass to, I think it might have been to Cade, where he probably should have gone with a bounce pass and instead tried to go direct and it got tipped and lost an opportunity to score off of one of his steals. But other than that, I mean, I think he's made mostly pretty decent decisions with the basketball. He's usually, I think... Uh, involved in uh, rebounding in a way that I'm always very happy for for his position. Uh, I, either way, I I'm very happy with that so far. That's kind of we're burying the lead here a little bit with the first quarter of play though, because it's the first quarter where Cade Cunningham has looked to be. I don't want to say it's the first quarter where he's looked good or played well, but I think that whether you're uh, one of those Pistons fans that's like being really calm and cool and collected about Cade, or you're one of those Pistons fans that's like really worried about it. We're all worried about it, or we're all maybe worried about it isn't the right word, but we're we're all noticing it and we're all feeling his his struggles so far to some degree. Even the most optimistic person is feeling it to some degree. So I think that this is uh this has been a nice quarter, though, for him, as he has also he got to the basket. Uh, he's made gotten to the free throw line twice. Um, he's made decent plays for other people, and and this is what you're looking for with Cade Cunningham. Uh, he made an athletic, uh, I th- I think, a very athletic play. It didn't end up. Uh, he ended up getting to the free throw line rather than actually like making a field goal. But that's that's not the point. He wouldn't have got fouled without making the athletic play either. And it was nice to see that, if only for the sake of uh, just having 
confidence that he is confident to jump really hard off of the ankle. Like That's good to see. I'm happy to see that. Um, he's played fairly well defensively as well. Again, I think with the position that he plays and his size, him playing well defensively is going to happen more nights than it's not. Um, and he's also seems to be making good decisions with the ball. Uh, I haven't had a chance to talk about him directly like on a podcast at this point, but I have done a lot of tweeting and my, my feeling about him has always been that he's more of a good basketball player than he is a good athlete. Um, and you're going to see him, his brain be his most awesome basketball feature really. Um, and that that can, can be and hopefully will be very valuable. Uh, and I think that we've seen that tonight so far in the first quarter, but we've also seen that in his appearances so far that, like, well, I think maybe the brain side of Cade Cunningham is as advertised, but I don't know where the jump shooter we saw in Summer League has gone. Maybe John Beeline and some shot doctoring is what uh, what's going on there. I don't know if that's necessarily a wise decision for somebody who seemed to shoot it fairly well. Uh, I might be a little bit old school in that regard. If a guy got to where he is doing it one way, why would you want to change it? I, but at the same time, these guys are all pretty young still. So if he was... In college right now, they might be messing with his shot a little bit, and it might just kind of fly under the radar 20 years ago and be something that I never would have even heard about. So uh, there is that also to consider. But either way, I'm getting off on a tangent a little bit, and I don't really mean to. He's looked very, very good. He's looked very good in the first quarter of this game. I'm excited to see where this goes. If you've listened to me do one of these on the podcast before, uh, you might hear me go to record the halftime segment in a completely different mood than I am right now. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Hopefully we see a little bit more of Caden Killian playing well and playing aggressively, regardless of the ultimate outcome of shots falling or not falling. I just want to see him play aggressively like they believe. Uh, Make me believe. And, uh, you know, anyway. Okay, so uh, that was a half of basketball. Uh, We're up three, 66 to 63. It's been, uh, obviously, it's very high scoring. It's been a barn burner. There's been very little effective defense at either end. But, but there has been surprisingly effective defense played on Joel Embiid. Uh, I think most of that. Yeah, I think most of that comes down to Jeremy Grant and Beef Stew. A lot of it, a lot of it down to Beef Stew. Speaking of Beef Stew, he has had one heck of a half of basketball. Uh, obviously, the little dipsy doodle handle to a dunk uh, on Embiid was—I mean, that was awesome. But he had a brutal screen where he was getting really a uh, two kind of in a row, but one especially on Maxi, where he bowled him right over. That was uh, in the first quarter. Um, he uh, he actually took one of the wide open threes. It was one point in time where he was being left open at about I would say at about the sixteen maybe eighteen foot mark in front of the basket, uh, and Cade had just passed him the ball, and it looked like Cade was kind of like motioning for him to 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 shoot to do something with it, and he passed it off to Jeremy, I believe. So like that is something that I would like to talk about if. 
if Isaiah Stewart is going to be an effective center, he's going to have to take that shot. That 18-footer that Cade wanted him to take, uh, the three-pointer that he did take, um, he's going to have to start making those shots too, you know what I mean? But more than anything, he's got to take them. He's, he's got to take them. He's got to prove to people that if left wide open, if left in a position to do so, he will take the shot. So hopefully he'll draw just a little bit of gravity his direction in those situations. Um, but has played really, really well uh, you, in, in this game, in the first half of this game, has played really, really well. Uh, I think at both ends of the floor, honestly, and, um, and a really good defense on, on Embiid. Jeremy Grant having an excellent game, uh, his best game of the season so far. Uh, obviously, 22 points in the first half is is bound to be, you know, most people's best game of this season so far, but it is really nice to see him kind of having this sort of uh, this sort of performance, not just from like the counting stat perspective, but like his approach so far in the game, I think has been, I mean, he's, he's nine for 12, uh, and, and taking a lot of shots that are, he's got a couple of contested three pointers that have gone where it just seems like he, there's a certain amount of, uh, belief like that nobody's really going to be capable of stopping him that, that he's displayed so far in this game and uh, some craftiness around the basket. Uh, Jeremy has still found a way, I think, to get fouled. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if that is because like fewer of his fouls were, were chintzy, so he just like gets fouled a lot, you know. Uh, I'm not sure what that's all about, but he's he's been getting to the line. Uh, kind of, compared to a lot of people who lived at the line, I think he's been getting to the line fairly consistently this season. That, again, that's just compared to a lot of the other people around the league who kind of maybe exploited that a little bit to live at the free throw line. Uh, his, his, his free throw attempts, I think, I don't have the stats in front of me to say this for sure, but it feels like they haven't suffered as much as it it sounds like other people's have been made out to have suffered. But he's all, like I said, he's getting to the line. He's got three assists too, which is awesome. He's played a, a fairly good defense um, in uh, the way that he does, which I think is a very, he shows up in the right moments, very team defense oriented sort of player. Uh, I, I don't necessarily see the uh, I don't see him having slipped so far this year the way that some people are kind of talking about like oh maybe Jeremy slipped I, I don't really see that and it's not just this game you know I, I do have the benefit of I'm talking about it uh, at halftime of a game where he scored 22 points in the first half so like I'm gonna have kind of a rosy perspective on this and that's not entirely lost on me that that's the case but. I would say that I, I I haven't really been feeling anxiety about Jeremy Grant um, so far this season. The way that it seems like a lot of uh, a lot of you know maybe other fans on Twitter and stuff uh, seem to be feeling a lot of anxiety about Jeremy. Um, I, the poor shooting percentages. It, it's it's going to seem unfair because in, in one breath, I'm like really frustrated about Cade Cunningham shooting. Uh, and in another breath, I'm like, ah, just don't worry about Jeremy Grant. But like I've kind of seen Jeremy Grant do it already. And I kind of know 
that once he's completely right um, and once he really gets in a groove, I kind of know what he's going to bring to the table. I kind of know what he's capable of. I know that we're not quite seeing it until today. Um, With Cade, you just kind of, I'm hoping all of those things and I'm believing all of those same things, but I don't have that, that, uh, that evidence uh, from the past that, that tells me it's absolutely true. And, and so I think that's where the anxiety with Cade comes from. Uh, speaking of Cade, well, actually, before we go to Cade, it'd be awesome. We'll see how this goes. It would be really, really, really cool to have Jeremy Grant score 40 points. That would be really cool. Win or lose, I'm not really root. I mean, I'm always rooting for a win. I want the Pistons to win every night. And at the same time, I know that like if they you know, were to somehow you know, manage to do that more than they didn't, um, it might not be the best for the team. So, like, I, you know, I, I know that, too. So, like, I'm not, you know, if you've never listened to the podcast before, I, I'm pretty realistic about, uh, about where I think they're at. And they're obviously, uh, they would do really, really well to have a very, 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 very high pick again in uh, this coming draft. So, uh, you know, obviously I kind of want them to lose more games than they don't. But, you know, every night when I sit down to watch them, I want to watch them play well and win. And it's, so it's an odd thing to, to, to have to deal with inside all the time, but uh, that is how it is. So uh, win or lose, though, I would, I would love to see Jeremy put up 40 points. 40-plus would be just, I mean, that would be really cool. Uh, but like I said, speaking of Cade Cunningham, um, Cade had played a really good first quarter and didn't play for the first six or seven minutes of the second quarter. Uh when he did play, uh, he made a couple of plays. Uh, uh, one dump off to Isaiah Stewart where, where Beef Stew wasn't able to hold on to the ball. Uh, that kind of happens sometimes with him. I feel like he maybe needs to work on... There's probably some sort of thing a creative coach can do with trying to get him to get better at catching the ball when he doesn't necessarily know it's coming. And I'm sure just playing with together... like with Cade more, uh, they'll develop a chemistry where he has a better idea of, of when those balls he doesn't know when they're coming might be coming, if that makes sense. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Cade didn't play poorly necessarily in the second quarter, but he, in his three ball, has looked better so far in this game, but still hasn't fallen yet, and it'll be a real uh, moment to catch a breath when it finally does. I don't mean to be too dramatic about things but but really I I I will feel it, it'll be unless I've missed it and somehow I mean you know I'm I'm imperfect and I'm I'm pretty cool about just like saying the wrong thing and letting it live here and you know we're all wrong sometimes I don't think he's made a three-pointer yet and uh I, it'll be nice it'll be nice when he finally does speaking of uh speaking of like some good things though some more good things I I have had questions about Cade Cunningham's ball handling ability. And in the second quarter, he did basically dribble it off of his own foot uh, twice. Um, so that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. But in, a, in an instance where he was challenged by Tyrese Maxey, 90 feet, Tyrese picked him up as soon as he, I mean, maybe not 90 feet, 86 feet, 84 feet, you know. So like, but Tyrese picked him up pretty much right off the inbound. 
as soon as he got the ball and uh, tried to press him. And, and Cade, not that it's some great thing we all need to get up and applaud or anything, but, you know, when a professional athlete is trying to make it so you can't do your job and you are comfortably able to do your job and execute what you need to do, it's, uh, it's comforting in a way to, uh, to he, he, it's just he didn't look bothered by it. He didn't look pressured. He didn't look like he was getting panicked or, you know, maybe there's uh, certainly uh, maybe our defenders in the league that could make him feel that way. There's defenders in the league that can make a lot of guys feel that way. So, uh, but it was just nice to see that uh, he was, he was challenged. He was pressured. Uh, he had his, his ball handling was uh, tested by somebody and uh, it came out and it passed the test. And then, so that's good to see. Uh, Killian Hayes has another catch and shoot three, um, along with his, you know, typical decent play in the, uh, in, in the areas where you're, you know, you, there's no counting stats attached to it or whatever. Uh, he, he has a, he's, he's been playing decent the whole game. He's got another catch and shoot three, which is just beautiful to see. And, uh, it's actually, it's, it's been a good Frank Jackson game. Uh, which I think is something that I and, and many other Pistons fans have been waiting for, for him to really kind of leap out. I would like, you think he has eight going into the half? I would love to see Frank Jackson come out of this game with like somewhere between 12 and 15 points and his usual uh, scrappy style of trying to play within the, uh, the team defensive scheme. Uh, I, I really like Frank Jackson. It's been a frustrating year so far for people who've been on his, uh, I'm on all the Piston players like bandwagons. Let's, let's, you know, let's not get anything confused here, but, uh, I've definitely, um, I've been up and down with Frank Jackson in the past and I ended last year on a high note and I ended last year on a, a position that like he really should be on the team for as long as it's appropriate to be a guy who comes off the bench and is relied on to try to like make some instant offense. And, and, and so it's, uh, it's been good to kind of see him do that so far in this game. And, and hopefully it's something we can count on for the rest of the game and for many more games going forward this season. So I'm going to get back to it. See you either at the end of the third or the end of the fourth. We'll see how it goes. So, uh, 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 third quarter, um, way too many turnovers. Uh, basically, that was one of the most drastic tonal shifts I've ever experienced. Uh, there's, there's been movies I've watched that have tried to give you the feeling that watching this game has given me so far from this drastic uh, shift from a complete barn burner into, uh, honestly... A slugfest in uh, in just a couple of minutes, and um, some of the only real positive things from like an excitement standpoint to take from that quarter, uh, really, is that uh, Cade did two uh, important things. I guess one was that I, I really like to see he put a complete dance on Curry. And uh, got to the rim and scored. And it was awesome. And I, 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 I let out like a, a big audible cheer when it happened. The other thing that I, I can't believe is that uh, Cade hit his first NBA three-pointer. Uh, 
confirmed by the announcers that it is so I didn't miss something uh, the last handful of games and say something incorrect like I thought I might have at the second quarter there. Uh, He had not yet hit a three. He hit his first three, and it was basically from the fucking logo with the, uh, you know, shot clock ticking down, and I have no idea how he's hitting that. Uh, It's fundamentally a different shot, I guess, than, uh, I would imagine it has to be anyway, than the ones he's missing, which are these wide-open catch-and-shoot threes. Like, just a couple minutes after that, he missed an absolutely, completely unguarded, in rhythm, got a good pass. To I don't know if it's his favorite spot to get a pass or not, but he got a good pass in a nice catchable location and was able to, in rhythm, put up a three-pointer that is just didn't really even look like it had a shot, to be honest with you. Um, that's what I'm concerned about. I would have, I would have been completely fine living in a world where the uh, the crazy three-pointer from the logo missed and that was just chalked up as being a really, really bad end-of-shot clock play that just is, is Beef Stew should have shot it when he had the ball rather than pass it to Cade. That's probably really what should have happened in that. Like, the fact that Cade even wound up with the ball in that situation is kind of silly, really, if you think about it. Um, but... Uh, you know, I would have, I would have rather, I'd be fine living in a world where that misses, and the uh, the the wide open catch and shoot that occurred a couple minutes later was the first uh, three pointer of his career that went down. That's not the world we do, that we live in, and um, you know, I, I don't want to be a curmudgeon. It happened. It, he hit his first three. This is, uh, maybe he's going to have double-digit points. I don't think he does just yet. No, I think he does. I think he's got 10 now. He's got 9 or he's got 10. Uh, And, um, you know, and that's great. That's great. We can maybe get off this uh, Cade, like, bad feelings train a little bit that uh, I've been... I haven't been tweeting about it or anything or making it public, but I've been having a hard time with some of this shit. Just, I just want the team to be good. I, I, it's not about him. Like, it's never been about him, and it's never been about, like, oh, I don't think that he will eventually be good. And, like, it, it's, it's not about that. I just want the team to, like, be good soon. I don't even think I want him to be particularly good this season but I want to like be able to see it and I feel like I can see it less so far this season than I can last season either way uh I'll talk about that a little bit more after the end of the fourth quarter we're going into the fourth quarter now actually it's probably already started I should get back in front of the tv and uh you know we'll we'll see what happens it's a close game skill it's a close game still but it's a fundamentally different game right now than it was for the first two quarters so, uh, and, and Cade hit a fucking three, so that's great. That was a fourth quarter. Uh, more turnovers than, you know, any team can survive. Like, that's just, it, it's insurmountable. And uh, I, I did like to see how aggressive uh, Cade was at getting toward the basket and trying to forced the issue and he got to the line quite a bit and he shot well at the line. I uh, finished the game with 18 points, uh, which is great, but I mean, he shot like shit. He shot horrible. Uh, 
I think he made four, four field goals. Maybe five. Out of like, like 15 or 17 attempts. So, that's just not, that's not what you're looking for. And it, there was a lot of encouraging stuff with Cade. Um, and I think that things are going to... Yeah, I mean, he had a double-double. Yeah, he looked good rebounding the basketball. Obviously, that's not his uh, his primary function out there, but it's something that everybody has to contribute to, and it's one of, like, you know, the the three major counting stats in a basketball game, I suppose. So, uh, you know, uh, kudos to him for that. 18 and 10 is nothing to turn your nose up at. And the fact that he shot so poorly but still managed to affect the game as much as he did, I think he had four assists. Um, you know, all that stuff is... It, it, I'm not trying to say it wasn't an encouraging game from Cade Cunningham. I just want to I want to be real about stuff. I want to look... Uh, what is in front of us, you know, directly in the face each time I do one of these and, and not try to sugarcoat things too much or try to, you know, get too too low on anybody at any given time either. I just want to say 18, 10, and 4 is awesome, but he shot like shit. And uh, he asserted himself, though, in a way that is encouraging to me. And it felt like he, uh, he, he tried to do runny jumpy things that suggest to me that like he's probably feeling pretty good about the ankle which is good and uh, hopefully the people out there who think that his shooting problems will be solved for the most part by uh, just by you know playing more and getting his legs underneath him that that's the major difference between the cade that was uh shooting really well off the dribble and off the catch during summer league versus the Cade that we've seen so far in NBA action, which again has only been three games, um, is 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 it's it's he's coming off this injury and he's not only, you know, maybe a little bit of a lack of faith in the ankle at first, but probably still even extending to this point, uh maybe some cardio stuff going on with uh with with why he might, you know, he might be missing a little bit of his legs. So I thought that maybe maybe Jeremy was gonna have like a a, a big uh, scoring performance and and it just didn't it didn't come to fruition and it, honestly he it's not it's not like he had any kind of a bad game he had his I think his best game of the season so far uh, certainly um, that first half was his best half of basketball uh, he only had one one assist though in the second half and uh, and he rebounded okay Jeremy I I I'm I'm not one of those people, I don't think, that thinks he's better than he is. I, I think I'm one of those people that's that's patiently waiting for him to take a second step where he doesn't have to score 26 or 30 points or whatever to feel like he's uh, uh, really contributed to a win or really contributed to a winning, a potentially winning scenario or that he's like really out there doing some stuff. Uh, Jeremy, I would have liked to have seen... In any given game, I would like to see. Like, I'm actually I'm pretty happy with four assists in the first half. The 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 number of points along with three assists was is just twenty two and three. Um, I'd like to see him get four or five assists for how much he has the ball and and the way that uh, teams have been attacking him, especially this season. 
I'd like to see him wind up with four or five assists. There was a double team that he just didn't even see coming, and that's going to happen sometimes with how often he gets double teamed. It's I don't think it's something you can really indict him for at this point. But there, it's it's you'd like I would have liked to have seen instead of maybe one assist in the in the second half two. Like I know that sounds nitpicky and it seems so such a small thing, but it's just like it's a it's the next step in his evolution and it's something I was talking about at the end of the season last season is that like the real next thing for him is going to be uh creating offense for other people when he is cuz now is like you know next season this season now as we're seeing so far I kind of predicted that as anybody should have that uh the way defenses would be approaching him would be ramped up. It would be different. We even kind of saw it as the year went on last year and people kind of became hip to, to Jeremy Grant around the league. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not really a surprise that he's being handled the way he's being handled. Um, and he, he does seem to be passing out of those situations I, I think there's improvement there from last year. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how much of that uh, we can pin on him with the the lack of success with with some of his like situation like his potential assist situations. That that could just mostly kind of as people are saying with like Cade's low assist numbers in this game. Uh, that, that a lot of that is is pinned on on the team around him just not hitting their shots and stuff like that. So you know Jeremy would of course be helped out uh, as they all would by by being surrounded by people who are, you know are going to hit certainly more than the at one point in time we'd hit like twenty five percent of our shots coming out of the second half and it was it was early fourth quarter I think at that point um, that's hitting 25% of your shots in the third quarter is, you know, so we have those types of games, obviously. So, you know, in general, I try not to, to question, uh, like coaching decisions too much because I've never, I've never been a coach. I couldn't be a coach. I couldn't coach. I, I wouldn't know how to coach fourth graders to play basketball. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, I try not to question coaching decisions too much from an X, X's and O's kind of standpoint. You know, um, I, I'm not some kind of basketball X's and O's kind of guru. I'm just not, you know. Uh, and so I don't sit around and question offensive sets. I mean, I do a little bit, but like I don't with like the kind of arrogance of like feeling like I know better than like the actual coach. So like I do kind of know a little bit about that stuff and I do question that kind of stuff but like while I'm watching the game privately to myself not like you know like I really oh they should have done pick and roll more in this situation like I I don't know it's 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 not that's not my area of expertise it's just not you know so uh but one thing that, like, I, I do kind of have a little bit of, like, experience with is, like, being on a team uh, in my job where, like, maybe so far the day or the shift hasn't gone very well or maybe it's going really well but, like, the the task is about to change and, and what's, what's needed out of, like, me and the rest of, like, the team 
is, is going to change or needs to change or needs to be adjusted to meet like the current level of need. Um, and then having to like, you know, be one of the people who's in charge of like steering that change in the group. Uh, that involves like, you know, saying, it involves vocally like leading a group of people uh, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm some kind of like, you know, big time leadership guru either. Cause I'm not, you know what I mean? I just know that sometimes like maybe you guys have been getting your ass kicked all day, but you really got to buckle down and, and, and make the last half of the day better than the first half of the day. You can't undo the failures of the first half of the day, or you can't undo the circumstances of the first half of the day, but you now need to help everybody refocus on what is still within their control for the rest of the day. That I do know something about. And sometimes I wonder about, because every team does that at halftime, right? So like the Pistons aren't as good as a lot of these other teams. So maybe we can kind of catch some people in the first half. But then after everybody has a chance to kind of, uh, you know, re-level the playing field a little bit at halftime. Like everybody has a chance to sit down and do a little bit of coaching, a little bit of adjustment of scheme or of approach or whatever, and come out and now play the second half of basketball. Sometimes those better teams are going to, things are going to go their way over the course of the long game, right? Like that's the way it's going to go. But knowing all that still, I still sometimes wonder about Dwayne Casey's teams coming into the third quarter, coming out of halftime. I, I generally feel like the other team comes out more ready to play second-half basketball than the Detroit Pistons do. That's kind of the only area in which I, I kind of question the former coach of the year. And uh, I think sometimes he gets a little bit not going to question himself and not going to make too many adjustments and not going to do this or do that. And, you know, I would like to see... I certainly think that I would like to see the Detroit Pistons play better in the third quarter. From I make jokes about it on Twitter. Somebody will be like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be around for the third quarter. And I'll be like, oh, I don't know if the Pistons are going to be around for the third quarter. It's it's kind of you know frustrating to, to, to be able to make those jokes consistently. But I, that's, that's one thing that in my time of watching uh, Dwayne Casey coached Detroit Pistons teams is that you know oftentimes the third quarter is nothing to write home about. So And then often by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, you've dug yourself such a hole in the third. It's not always a 30-point deficit or whatever it was in Milwaukee, but uh, – it's uh, you've dug yourself such a hole in the third that the fourth is probably going to be academic. And that's fine. As I've suggested already, that I understand that this team isn't trying to win at the expense of the future at this point. Um, but it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating as a fan to be sitting there and feeling like... Uh, the team that, that that went into halftime is not the team that's that's coming back out. And I don't know what what's getting into these guys in the locker room. Uh, 
and that, like I said, it's just the one area where I, I do kind of question Dwayne Casey a little bit, not from an X's and O's standpoint, but from the more, more from the, the, the area that we can all kind of relate to a little bit, which is, uh, you know, his, his job at, at, at focusing all these guys on, on one goal. And, um, I think that he, I don't like to say like nasty things or whatever, but I, I think that in general, he is outdone by his counterpart most games when it comes to that, that one particular thing. So that's, that's, that's me questioning the coach, I guess. Okay. So this is, uh, this is my first, uh, podcast so far this season. And, um, I want to make sure that I I say that like I've been a little bit nervous in the the three games that we've had of Cade Cunningham so far. Um, I think it's okay. I don't I don't think it means that that like I mean I'm not trying to say that I don't think that he'll be good or that I don't think that he'll prove to have been worthy of a number one pick. Um, I I don't want to I, I don't think any of that stuff and I don't want to give anybody the impression that I do think any of that stuff because it's you know just just not what I think. Right. So, uh, but, um, and I, and I feel better after tonight than I have after the two games he's played in previously. Uh, and it, for, I guess, I guess for good reason. Um, he, I was very impressed with his, 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 how often he got to the free throw line. Um, I, I, I'm just impressed it at his ability to affect the game the way he did. Um, I think that he mostly played a good basketball game, but I, I, like I said, he shot like absolute garbage, just shot like garbage. And, uh, that can't be that you can't, you can't be four for 15 every night or whatever the hell he was. Um, you just can't do that. And, and he hasn't had a good game yet shooting the ball. He hasn't looked, um, Scoring the basketball wise. Again, I say all this stuff and I know that it's only been three games. It just feels like it's been more because, you know, we've had the whole preseason and we've had eight games now in the regular season. So 10% of the season is gone. And Cade has played in, in less than half of those games. So less than 5% of the season. And we all need to keep that in perspective. And fans in Detroit who are like, oh my God, he's a bust. I understand. I understand where they're coming from in the sense that, like, I understand, like, where their emotions are coming from. I, I don't think that, I think they're being, I think that's a whole different kind of stupidity to actually think that. But, like, like I, I, I understand. I do. I understand where they're coming from. We just want, we just want the team to be good. We just want them to make good decisions. We just want to... To, to go look at a draft and be like, God, we won that year. Oh, man, like we got the right guy at the right pick and and made the right decision and we got the right guy in charge who's going to make the right decision more times than not. And we just, we just want to feel that way. And so when it doesn't look good, it's really easy to kind of like to start to 
like throw all in on the negative like oh i never believed in it anyway or oh he's a bust like oh forget about him or whatever you know like it's it's really i think like it takes some of like the emotional weight of wanting them to be good and and just and 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 really just like the what being a fan of a shitty team asks of you as a as a fan constantly to like go out there and just like hope they're going to be good and then they're just not fucking good like i like i get it i get it i get where all that comes from but it's silly to say that he's a bust he's played in 3 nba games and uh did positive things in all 3 of them and there are people out there that'll tell you that there's there's nothing to worry about and and there's no reason to be worried or whatever uh they might ultimately be right and god i hope they are but like I feel like, you know, don't listen to that shit either. Like, anybody trying to blow smoke up your ass. Like, Cade has struggled. He has struggled. And and if you are nervous about that, you have every right to be nervous about that. Uh, I have been nervous about that and was, like, given some, you know, given some shit on Twitter for being nervous about that. Uh, I think it's perfectly reasonable, perfectly rational, uh, especially as a, uh, a fan of a team that, you know, has... It's a different regime, of course, but a team that has made some mistakes in the draft, and it's such a, the first pick is such a rare thing to get, and it's such like a daunting thing to not want to screw up. Like I just let's just I'll just say I get it, I get it, and Cade hasn't done. Uh, Cade hasn't done anything to shut those people up. I mean, maybe he did tonight a little bit. I haven't been on Twitter after the game, and there's certainly uh, a way you can look at tonight that, uh, you know, maybe some of those people will will kind of come off of the Cades of Bust thing. Um, I certainly hope so, because uh, cause it's, it's way too early for that. It's still even too early for that with, uh, with Killian Hayes, who's played in way more games than Cade Cunningham has. It's it's still even too early to be calling him a bust, and uh, and he played very well tonight as well. I, I think the backcourt. I think the backcourt played well. I think you you need to want you need to as a fan, you need to want more than that though, out of those two guys. As much as like this, this game should be encouraging, we cannot lose sight of the fact that that's a number one pick and a number seven pick. Uh, playing back there together, and we need to want more than what we got tonight as fans. And uh, it's okay to want more than that, um, but but patience is going to be the key with with both of those guys. Patience is going to be the key with Cade. Uh, there's a world I can see where a lot of those jump shots that he missed tonight fall maybe if he's uh fully got his legs underneath him and i was encouraged at the moves that he made to the basket and the uh situations that he put his body in tell me that he's very confident in his ankle right now he feels pretty good in the ankle so um maybe he just needs to get just get his sea legs and and he'll be all right uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see whether he plays in this back-to-back. I'm recording this on Thursday night. It'll probably be up 
uh, Friday, a little after midnight or so. And uh, so Friday, early Friday morning, this will be on Spotify. So if anybody's listening to it, it'll be, you know, depending on your perspective, tomorrow's game or maybe today's game that uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see whether, whether Cade plays. It's a back-to-back. Uh, it's against Brooklyn, I think. And, and it'll be interesting to see whether or not he plays. I certainly hope he does um, because I'm, I'm really, really primed and ready for that, 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 that game that is like the big, the big shut-the-fuck-up game when it comes to Cade Cunningham. Like, I really need that game to come because um, there's a voice in me that I would like to tell to shut the fuck up and uh, I could really use Kate's help alright so uh, thanks a bunch for listening um, I'll be back uh, maybe, I mean, shit, maybe tomorrow, um, maybe, maybe next week, but it's officially emo town season again. I think I did 12 episodes last season. I would like to do more than that this season, but I'm currently on pace to only do 10. So, so we'll see. It's, it's just going to see how it, uh, how, how all the, how everything goes, you know, um, I hopefully I've got some plans to appear uh, with some other people on their podcast this year. Uh, I've got some plans to maybe have some other people come on and, and, and talk with me. So um, we'll see how it all goes. But like we got some big plans and uh, maybe some friends of mine, some old friends of mine uh, that uh, have been telling me they want to come on. Um, maybe that'll actually end up happening. I don't know. I don't want to promise anything. I've got some cool plans, and uh, I, I really appreciate you know you listening and, and everything like that. Shit, uh, you know. Anyway, thanks. <laughs>